Welcome to the Consciousness Anywhere and Everywhere podcast. I am Shannon O'Hara and I invite you to a completely new world of possibilities. Hello, everybody. Welcome to my podcast. How did I get so lucky to be in the universe with all of you? Guess who's with me today? Guess who? Maximilian Zulik O'Hara. <laughs> <laughs> AKA husband. Whenever we go to, I make all the reservations at the hotel. So whenever the reception calls us or room service picks up, they always call him Mr. O'Hara, which I, which I secretly love (laughs) because I'm a firm believer in matriarchal lines, (laughs) like any good Jew would be. But neither of us were, I guess, pushy enough to try and persuade the other to change last names. (laughs) No one around here is truly changing their last name. Who wants to go through that effort? (laughs) Um, Last names aside, what are we talking about today, Shannon? What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about food and bodies because you can't really separate the two. I think if you're going to talk about food, you have to talk about bodies and the body's reality. Like if you didn't have a body, would you need food? Yeah, and the earth because food grows from the earth and, you know, it's all connected. Yeah. So, I mean, a little bit of background from both of us, Max is actually, which very few people know, is a naturopathic doctor. Yeah. So I studied at university for five years and got a little bit fucked up in the head. (laughs) (laughs) But I learned some very cool things too. And when I started Access two years after that, I did have to destroy and uncreate lots of points of views that I bought about how things aren't and how things are and what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat and like all the points of views around food and around bodies that like at the end of that, I was very sick myself and doctors couldn't tell me what was going on. I had blood tests done, had all sorts of different tests done. They were like, we don't really know what it is, but we're going to diagnose you as chronic fatigue syndrome and irritable bowel syndrome, which is the, the two diagnoses that they give you when they have no idea what to do with you. Humanoid, basically. So, and I'm sure that's like Max's story. I know a lot of people out there listening to this probably could would have could relate to that story. Yeah. Um, and my food story is, you know, I grew up in Southern California, which is sort of like the cutting edge of like, I would say like fresh eco cuisine, but also America is a heavily industrialized food complex. And also where I grew up in Southern California, it was like insane with judgments about bodies and like Mm. the right thing to eat and like yoga and what's good and what's bright and what's wrong. And so that's sort of like what I grew up in. And like my mom was sort of like a lifelong like dieter. And so there wasn't like a huge sanity, I would say, like in my life growing up with food. And it was when I met you actually that a lot of stuff started to change. And you actually taught me like universes about food, mm-hmm. which I'm extremely fascinated and interested in. Um, so today we thought we would have a conversation here about this topic because how many of you guys out there have been sold, told, bought, you know, how many points of view about food? And how many different things have you tried, like whether it's diets or things that you've cut out of your diet or like all the superfoods that come out, like every couple of months is another superfood that comes out, whether it's acai or whether it's the goji berry or whether it's this other wild and wonderful crazy thing from the other side of the world how much have you thought that something would solve a problem you've decided exists with your body and it never truly has 
So we, there's some questions that I'd like to ask, which is sort of like, what if you decided that food is, that it isn't? And everything that that is, we just strain and create it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and puck, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. And whose points of view about food mm, have you bought? <laughs> Would you like to destroy and uncreate all those too? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and puck, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And if you had, if you were truly listening to your body, what does your body know about ingesting, digesting, absorbing nutrient energy that science doesn't even know about yet, but that your body knows. Yeah. So everything that doesn't allow you to let your body have that reality, will you destroy and create it all, please? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and puck, all nine shorts, poison beyonds. And what does your body know, I would say, that you haven't been willing to acknowledge and that you wouldn't, haven't been willing to listen to from your body? Cool. So one of the things that we talk about a lot in Access and especially in the Access Body classes is about asking your body and listening to your body. Asking the body and listening to the body are not very popular points of view to function from with bodies. In fact, like almost nobody asks the body and almost nobody listens to the body. It's like when you go to, when you're sick and you go to the doctor, does the doctor doctor ask you what your body's telling you? (laughs) 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 Or is there a massive domination of the head over the body. So everywhere that you made the head superior to what your body knows, will that doesn't allow you to listen to the body because the head constantly controls. Will you destroy and uncreate all that, please? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, online shorts, boys and beyonds. And this is something that I've done constantly, especially while I was studying naturopathy. I was always trying to find the answer with my head, which never led to anything great. But, and that's not throwing away like the information that Mm. I've gained from food um, and around food and bodies from naturopathy, because now I can look at it in a very different way and I can utilize that information in a very different way. And when me and Shannon have conversations about food and so forth, she'll be very surprised. She'll go like, how did you know this? Like whether it's a physiological process that occurs in the body or a an anatomical thing, you know, how the body functions. And she'll be like, how the hell did you know this? And for me, it's sort of like common sense and normal. But now I can access that information in a very different way with question and not from like, this is how it is and how do I fix it or how do I conclude more to try and achieve a result. So one of the things that we talk about in Access is that like, if you have a money problem, it's actually not like money is not the issue. And if you have a body problem, food is also not the issue. Exactly. And I think that's a huge point when we're talking about this topic. Because another thing I did when I was doing naturopathy, I was really into the food and the nutrition side of things. And I tried all sorts of diets and all sorts of different things. And I would have a change for about two weeks or three weeks. And then things would go back to how they were, even if I maintained that change, So food change. So... What what did you discover through consciousness was well, actually going on? That it's about awareness. Like if you access your awareness and acknowledge what's actually true, then things actually change. And for me, it was like the awareness was very seldom food related. Cool. Awareness. Yeah. So what is your body aware of and what is your body telling you that you've been refusing to hear, not wanting to hear, 
ignoring? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and will you destroy and uncreate all that, please? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pocket, all night, shorts, boys, millions. We were watching like a YouTube, we were watching like a YouTube video yesterday or the day before or something, and it's this like supermodel, and she like does has this like YouTube channel. But her boyfriend, who's often in her vlogs, was just it was like a very small section of one of the vlogs, but he was like talking about how his like stomach is always he's like his stomach always hurts, and like they can and no doctor can figure out what it is. And I I wondered I sat there and I thought I wonder if somebody actually asked him. What is your body aware of, or what is your body telling you? If he would even be interested in if he could knowing, even hear that, and in it's the like place. the reality that the body is actually giving you information and awareness is is like for me, it's second nature. It's how I was raised. It's like if I if my body hurts, the first question I ask is who does it belong to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. And so for me, it's like yes, of course, the body having pain or discomfort can absolutely relate to you ingesting something that the body did not want it could totally be giving you that information but if you're one of those people out there who's like tried every diet under the sun and like no matter how you eat or what you eat or what you restrict or how much you spend on quality ingredients so on and so forth you still can't either lose the weight or get rid of that like stomach pain or that chronic fatigue that's sort of like the blanket Mm. diagnosis it's like what if what if food's actually not the problem what capacity is this that your body has? And what if you started working with listening to the body rather than imposing your point of view about what you should eat, what your body should look like? And, that there's, and that there's a problem. Like what if it wasn't a problem? If you're really stuck in, oh, so there's a problem that, that this I is, need. let's just try and uncreate it. Right, wrong, 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 wrong good, battle, nine, nine puns. Puns. And a question that I've had to use recently again, and this was unrelated to food and bodies, was like, what's right about this I'm not getting? Because I got so stuck in that there's a problem and I couldn't get out of that. That question was the first thing to break that, to be able to have a different question about what's right about this. Exactly. Because the thing is like awareness only turns into pain after you've sort of like ignored it long enough. Yeah. Meaning like pain is actually a symptom of awareness that's required. It's not ever the issue. It's only a symptom. So like if you try to treat the pain, you're never going to get, you're never going to handle it. But if you recognize that the pain is giving you information about something, like either you have your hand on an open flame or, you know, your body might be allergic to alcohol or your body might be connected to the earth, or maybe your body's telling you that it hates the relationship that you're in, so on and so forth. I mean, like literally the body can be communicating with you about wanting to get away from certain people. The body also communicates with you about the bodies that it wants to be next to, you know? (laughs) And that's what like they call like attraction out in the world, but it's actually not attraction. It's the body having its reality and going towards what it would like to choose. So there's such incredible body awareness that it's like this gold mine that we would love to invite you to. And one of the ways to access the gold mine of the body is by changing, destroying and uncreating all the points of view you've ever come to, that you've bought, that you've sold, and that you use to control your body about food. Yeah. So it's like all of the points of view you use to control your body around food, will you destroy and uncreate them all? Right and wrong, good and bad, pun, puck, all in, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And one of the cool things, so I'm just going to, I want to, this is some of the thing I wanted to say right in the beginning, is you taught me, getting together with you was this really interesting, like, 
experience because you know how you guys you guys know how out there like people talk about like the way to a man's heart is through his stomach or you've everyone's heard that saying I remember when we were first getting together you would make something in the kitchen and it was this I had this like feeling this sense of like peace and I didn't understand what it was until like years later and I discovered I finally recognized that what you were doing and where you were functioning from with food was like not an energy I'd never grown up with. It wasn't the energy that was in the kitchen in my household and it was healing. Right. And the other part of that too is like, I never recognized that I had this capacity. I always had an interest and mixed with other things, but it was only when Shannon came into my life and repeatedly acknowledged, and also Liam Phillips, another friend at the time, like they were the only two people that ever said something so clearly about like, wow, this food is amazing. Like, what did you do with this? And I was just like, this is just normal. This is just, you know, this is just how I cook. But repeatedly they had to acknowledge that difference that I was for me to actually start to get it. But what is that like difference? Like what I'm actually capable of there. Well, it's a, it's a capacity with healing through food i would say do you guys use food as a medicine or as a homeopathic or has food been a way of killing the body for you or suppressing and repressing the body's awareness is it have you used it as a way of like generating the body or degenerating the body basically or to validate some point of view too like there's a lot of people that are very forceful in their points of views and they they use food as a way to maintain that as well. Mm. Like if you watch people eat and the things people eat, like you're creating a, an effect in your body that then reflects the points of views that you have. And this is not for anyone to go into the wrongness of themselves and go, Oh, but I'm creating this. No, 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 no. You know, as humanoids often do, like what's wrong yeah, with me? There's like already enough wrongness around food in the world. <laughs> that's not what this conversation is. That's not going to make anything Let's better. <laughs> leave that one aside for now. Okay. Let's listen to this as though this is a new reality that you don't know what it is yet. Yeah. So what if you could always be in the question, what am I trying to create with this these choices? choices? So I wanted to uh, say, could we give an example of always be in the question with food, for example? And I want to talk about lunch today. Yeah. So Max and I went out for lunch and he knows this is, this is like my MO, like this happens so often. So we decided we wanted to try somewhere new. What's the question there? No question there. We just decided we want to try somewhere new. So we tried this, we walked over to this neighborhood with a bunch of like cafes and like looked at this one from the outside and I was like, oh, that doesn't feel right. So we left and we went to this other one that like I've actually enjoyed the food at a lot before, but it was like too crowded. So we didn't go there. And Mm. then we like went back and then we tried to go to this other cafe and we walked in the door and I was like, Oh, I don't really, I couldn't, I didn't acknowledge it at the time, but when we walked in the door, it was like not fun. I didn't feel happy. Anyways, we went and sat down and she brings us the menus and I'm looking at this (laughs) menu and I'm like, Oh, this doesn't feel easy. And then you went to go get some English menus and this woman manager, whoever wait staff person, I hear her say, no, there's no English menus, but I'll help you. And as soon as I heard that from across Shannon the room, already said no. I was like, I was like literally <laughs> saying no as she was walking up to the table, not to be rude, but I just wanted to be like, no, don't be here. And as soon as she started talking to us, my body wanted to leave immediately. And so I'm, I started asking her like a bunch of questions, like, do we have, do you have anything here that's like gluten free? Because Max has a gluten free diet, and I was like, is there anything without, you know, rice? And, and there's basically like nothing really there. And I sat there and I went to this choice of like, I was like, okay, do I eat something my body doesn't really want, or do we leave? 
And it was yeah. like the wanting to leave was is like considered rude, like socially unacceptable. Yeah. But I chose my for my body rather than against my body. So that's we, something you've really told me as well, that you can choose at any point, no matter, like I've grew up in this family where yeah. you always have to be polite. Yeah. You always have to like make it work for other people. And How body. many things do you eat on, that really <laughs> don't work for your body because you don't want to be rude or mean to others? And you want to be socially acceptable. Yeah. So everything that is, you guys are straying and created. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and puck, all night, shorts, boys and beyonds. So we left. We just, I was like, let's go. And we just got up and left. Yeah. And then we had sort of like, we were like, okay, let's try to just go over across town to this one place that we know we like. And so we started heading over there and I wasn't that excited about that choice, but I kept asking my body, I was like, body, where do you want to go? Which is, by the way, there's when the question came in. After enough places didn't work, yeah. I finally was like, okay, where do you want to go? And so I literally followed my body. It was like, turn here. And I had to tell you three times. I was like, let's walk down this road. Yeah, yeah. And you were like, where are you going? And I was like, this road. <laughs> like, I, I didn't hear it. Yeah. My ex's body was not listening to my body. Um, and we, we were walking down this road that we seldom walk down. Like we never go down that block. Yeah. And we, we stopped in front of one restaurant and we like tried to make it work. We like looked at the menu and we were like, mm. but like we like tried to make it work because we were getting really hungry. And then I was like, this one, you were like, no. And I was so relieved when you said no, because it totally would have been like trying to make it work, not yeah. really like a joy to make it work. And then three doors down, there comes this place. Which is a place and I've been to And I literally just walked right in the door. Like I just didn't even like, I, no question. I just literally, my body walked right in the door because it finally found what it wanted. And there was yeah. no one in line. We ordered immediately. It was like Spacious super inside. easy to be there. I was like, oh my God, this feels so much easier here. Yeah. And the food was good, but it was this process of listening to the body rather than forcing my body to have something that it didn't really want or because I didn't want to be rude or because like I had come to conclusion that we need to eat now rather than let's just keep walking until something happens. So yeah. something clicks. And there's many other points of views that one can have that will stop them from not being in the question, like uh, that you're used to a certain place or a style of food or so forth, or even that, um, you don't eat certain foods, you know, or you're repelled by certain energies. Like what if you could be in the question about all of those things? Mm. Because something different could be exactly what your body's been asking for for a long time. So one of the things that you taught me, because I think I have like a very like stereotypical point of view that a lot of women have towards their bodies, which is like like a lot of judgment around food and a lot of judgment of the way the body looks. Yeah. And like I used to give myself and my body like such a hard time yeah. for – I don't know what, just because I wasn't getting the result I thought I wanted or I, it was a. You're saying a, that about women. I did exactly the same thing, uh, but in a different point right. of view as I was growing up. Like I always thought I needed to be more muscly and bigger and so forth. So I would eat a lot hoping that I would get that effect and it never worked. I know. Every, I love how everyone thinks that <laughs> your size. Now, this is what's phenomenal about the body. If you guys ever meet Max and I, Max is like Jim Slim, like string bean, skinny bones Jones. <laughs> Exactly. What's that thing that my dad made fun of us? He used to say like Jack, Jack Spratt can, <laughs> what, how does it go? Jack, oh, no. Jack Spratt can eat no fat. His white wife could eat no lean. I can't remember how it goes, but Max <laughs> is like extremely skinny and I am full figured. Yeah. And no matter what, like no matter how much Max eats, no matter what, I mean, we literally eat basically more or less the same. Yeah. He stays slim as 
a leather belt. (laughs) 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 And I stay full figured. And so it's sort of like, it's not really the food that's the issue. It's the point. It's like what we choose our bodies to be that is far more intelligent and conscious place to function from. Can I add something to that? Sure. It's an awareness that I've really come to in the last few years. And the first time it actually got to me is um, when you mentioned this book about the autobiography of a yogi. Mm-hmm. It's this book by... Paramahashma Yogananda. Yeah, which Shannon loved when she grew up and read like several times. And then... Because like every teenager totally reads autobiography <laughs> of a yogi, right? Which is a big, big fat book. <laughs> but it's great. And he, he came across this one guy who... I don't remember what the scenario was, but he was like basically like a bodybuilder. And he... He grew up and he was having problems with his body all the time. And then he just, then he chose to create his body. And that's where I was like, wow, you create your body. And then through the tools of access and obviously, you know, Gary and Dane talk a lot about that and access to about creating your body. But I've gotten in touch more now with like, rather than looking at the food, rather than looking at the exercise, rather than looking at all of these things that this reality says, create your body or give you the result that you've decided you want is that your point of view creates your body. And the way I've used that is, okay, I would like more lightness with my body and I would like the ease of flexibility and I would like the strength that my body's capable of too. And then by asking for that and then following the energy when it's either like there's doing a gyrotonics lesson, which is a particular form of movement, which is my body has really loved over the last few years or doing some other sort of movement, whether it's like doing something in the gym, which is more weight bearing. Um, my body is getting so much more ease all the time. And I feel so much better in my body all the time by creating through asking what my body actually desires rather than deciding I need to do this through exercise. I need to do this through certain types of food. I need to eat more meat and protein because I want more muscle, like all these different lies in this reality that do not create what you actually desire. So, my point really is like, what if, do you design more ease with your body and more peace? Well, there's a theme here that, and you're actually the one that keeps saying it is like, ask your body. Yeah. But ask your body, but also look at what, what is it that you would actually like with your body? Cause this is a co-creation with your body. I, but not, but, but that can be so measly, measly misconstrued as like trying to achieve the judgments you have of your body. Like, what do you mean? Right, ask, right, like, right. what do you mean? Are you looking to create your body through judgment and getting it right and creating it a certain way because that'll look a certain way so you, you can get the people that, you know, the relationships you want or the sex you want or whatever? I think you could just stop with, are you creating your body through judgment? Full stop. <laughs> through, yeah. So you're creating it through judgment or you're creating it through, like Shannon said, asking your body what it would like. So honor, allowance, vulnerability, trust, trust and gratitude. And that's, that's, what, that's the five elements of intimacy. And that's what you really taught me. Like I kept on going like really judgmental about like, ah, I'm like eating the wrong foods or I'm no matter what I do, my body won't change and da da da. Like so many judgments and all this energy that was like just impossible and frankly hurt. Like it felt horrible having that in my world. And you would say to me, well, what if you weren't eating from that point of view? What if you actually ate for what made your body feel happy? And I think what I said at the time too, what if you ate for space? And that's something Gary has said too. I think I got that from him. Yeah, more. no, it's some, but you have also, I mean, that's something I've also heard my sister say, but you really showed me like this thing about kindness with food that mm-hmm. was never there before. Mm-hmm. Like t- in, I grew up, 
I grew up in a household where, I mean, my mom would like talk about food like it was an enemy. Yeah. And so I grew up as though food was the enemy. Mm-hmm. And you taught me, and one of the really cool things that you also showed me was like actually about like traditional whole foods, meaning like the way that we used to cook in whole foods and preparation methods and, and prep things. before industrialization. Yeah. Because you actually grew up in a pretty, I would say, more old worldy traditional family. And totally. so in your household, like there was just whole foods. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to say straight up, like in America, like if you live in America, you might not have this perspective unless you travel a lot. But I didn't really even realize how industrialized and like food-like substancy the food in America is. But you'd also have to live in a place like, for example, Europe. I think if you came from America, you'd have to live in Europe for a little while to get more of a sense of how that culture actually functions. So Europe and so Europe does have of course industrialized food and stuff, but it also still maintains a lot of more of the old traditional forms of yeah, which is like normal and common sense amongst the cultures. Which of course we're losing because most people are outsourcing their cooking and mm-hmm. farming and stuff because we live in a different world and culture and societies yeah. today. And I'm grateful I can just walk down to the store and like totally. pick up a zucchini, you totally. know. <laughs> And the interesting thing about this conversation, and you've like we've spoken about how my cooking and the, my how I work with food and stuff, but I've done less cooking in the last few years than I did way before then. I know. <laughs> I wish you would, though. I, it's an irony. I do most of the cooking <laughs> in the family, but I'm really not the chef. But I mean, part of that is because we have like a pretty um, strong travel schedule, so we're out a lot of the times, you know. So we don't really have a kitchen a lot of the times. But even when I'm at home, I don't cook as much as I used to. And partly that's too because I have so much less of a point of view about the right foods and the right way to cook them and the right, which I had a lot of beforehand. So what is your point of view? So what is your body? What is, what is, do you even have a point of view about food and, or is food totally the body's domain? And what if you listened to the body rather than to the judgments that people told you and sold you about food? I wonder what would be possible. And what have you made food that it isn't? Like there are so many points about the points of view about food that have like that are so far removed from food and the actuality of food that what if you start destroying and creating all of those? And the question that Shannon right, asked earlier is good in battle, nine puck puck shorts, poison beyond. Shannon, the, the question that Shannon asked beforehand too is like, who does this belong to? This is like such a vital part. We were out just beforehand as well. And Shannon's like, I'd love to get a coffee. And I was like, oh, I'd, I'd really like a coffee too. And then I had to be real with myself. And this happens quite often. Like I really feel like a coffee. And then oftentimes when I go have that coffee, then I'm like, oh, like I did not want that coffee. And then I feel not no, great for a few hours. your body didn't want the coffee beforehand, but you decided you wanted the coffee. Well, that's what I was getting to. I'm aware of other people that does, and how much coffee is there everywhere in the world these days? Everywhere, ton of coffee. And especially when you're close with someone and their body wants a coffee, like my body gives me that awareness. But when I decide that that's mine, it doesn't create my body's reality. It's actually destructive to my body's reality. So I have to be really honest with myself sometimes and go, okay, I have this feeling, but is that actually mine? And then you can get clear. And if you truly want the awareness, then you can get clear and make a choice that actually works. And I would love, it's like, what would it take for food to not be a source of use and abuse of the planet and abuse of the body and for food to actually be like, the, to actually lead to the joy of embodiment that's all too rare on this planet? Totally. 
Absolutely. Your food choices also create the planet. And it's not in a linear or direct way. Like people say like, oh, vegans is better because you're using less water because of meat, blah, blah, blah. All of these points of views, that's not what we're talking about. It's really... Recognizing that food comes from the earth and does the body desire to ingest and what does the body desire to ingest and absorb from the earth and is the way that food is being produced on a whole an honoring of the body and an honoring of the earth or is it a use and abuse of the earth and an abuse of the body in so so this is this is like and th- and this is and again Max is what Max has tried to say and what I'm also saying is we don't mean be a vegan because that means you'll lose use less water to produce for in the production of meat, meat. Blah blah blah. We're actually talking about not creating a point of view about what's the right way to do food. We're asking you to ask a question of the body and that willingness to work with the body is the missing link. It's a choice that's available. And it's not about the right diet for you. It's about the body that you have. Are you accessing it? Or are you burying it under a mountain of unconsciousness with food? Yeah. Which, hint, probably isn't yours. (laughs) And who does that belong to? Who are you being when you are burying your body. I want to give one final little clue as well to this whole body food conversation. And this is something that Shannon's body really taught me. A body's yes usually has a lot of joy in it. <laughs> like if a body desires something, if a body says yes to something, like joy is the number one yes that the body will give. And Shannon's body speaks really loud. And it's such a gift to me as well, because when she, when her body has that joy, it like inspires joy in my universe as well. And it's a real gift to everything and everyone. But when you're in doubt, basically we're going, oh, I don't know if this is my body's awareness or I'm judging or my point of view or blah, blah, blah. Like, is it joyful? Is it something that is light and expansive? Like genuine, your body will respond with joy. Like, you know, when your body's happy, <laughs> just don't listen oh. to your head. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say that. There's a lot of people. And when I first came to Access, I had no fucking clue what lightness or joy was. Like I had no reference point for that. And I had to start with the reference point. And people do know. And people know, yes. But if you don't have that sense, don't make yourself wrong. Just like ask for what is joy for your body? Like start with what actually is that for you and for your body? And how much are you resisting it with the food that you're eating? Yes. Or are you resisting it with the food that you're choosing? Yeah. Big, big topic, big conversation. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to this show. My target is to make consciousness easy to find and choose. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review on iTunes and share this with somebody who you know who might be looking for more consciousness in their life. You can visit me on shannon-ohara.com or talktotheentities.com. And to learn more about the amazing tools of Access Consciousness, you can visit accessconsciousness.com and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Mm